When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to After Fantasy Podcast, episode 44. I'm your host, Peter, joined by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, guys? I'm good, Peter. How are you? I'm doing okay, Tom. Gunnar? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thank you. I like- I liked that pause there. I waited to see who was going to go first. Every week, Thomas goes first. I thought, I mean, I've learnt with him. This is the last podcast covering the Scottish game for roughly three months. It's been a good, a good season. I think we've enjoyed ourselves. Uh, I'd like to start off with thank yous first. If everybody's downloaded, contacted us, communicated, Twitter, text, email, whatever. It's been great fun. It didn't start off the free. It kind of just materialised through the season. But I think... We've had a good thing and we'll we keep it going through the next season. We're not finishing up for summer. We're going to do a couple of podcasts covering the Euros. Hopefully that takes us right through. I don't think it's going to take us right through, but take us through at least some of the summer and then in the next season. Then we'll preview again. But again, thanks for your downloaded, your loyalty. Don't look like that word, loyalty, mind you. Uh, and listening all, all season with us. So first of all, a couple of bits of housekeeping before we go on. I'd like to c- congratulate. Sean McCready, a.k.a. Scoosh2605. He was the inaugural winner of the Half Hour Fantasy Cup. So, well done, Matty Man. This is a... a Gunnar's put all the graphics out, so it's up. We know who's won. You can see on Twitter, you can follow how your process, your progress, sorry, from the bracket right through the final. And we'll be looking to do two cups next year, I think. I'm brave enough to go again. Second one will be as is, the Half Hour Fantasy Cup. The first one, I haven't quite decided what we're doing. Uh, we'll discuss... Top of things up my sleeve, I've had sleeves, and we'll discuss it for next season. Also, I'd like to thank Tony McClenny, aka Wolf Tone, who was the half hour fantasy podcast mini league winner. He finished with 2,286 points, so he won that, and that will be again live next year. So, let's not go through the game weeks because it was quite a boring game, at least, bonus. A lot of teams were on the beach. I believe there was eight teams didn't score at 12 this weekend as well, which is a bit, a bit bland. So, mm-hmm. let's go to our overall scores then. In third, Peter with 1955, overall rank 2335. In second was Tom with 2016, overall rank 1353. And first, still the way with it, 2246, Gura, overall rank 57. So, let's discuss what we've learned. What we liked for this season. Gunnar, I'll start with you because you came in this season totally blind, had no 
real grasp of Scottish football, learned it on a job, and you totally smoked me and Tom in the fantasy. <laughs> on you go. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say when you say, well, we learned from the season, I probably learned everything about Scottish football uh, this season, just, you know, thrown in the deep end. Uh, hadn't really watched much Scottish football before. Uh, really enjoyed the game. It was a good season. Uh, enjoyed coming together as this podcast as well. You mentioned teams uh, yeah, on the beach already. I think my, my uh, yeah, fantasy week that I've had now that the last FFS uh, game week and also FPL game week, uh, I took my eye off the ball a little bit as well. So I dropped out of the, the top 50 here in my last uh, game week because I, I looked at the fixtures and I was like, St. Johnson, they're going to keep a clean sheet. Bring in Xander Clark because I didn't have a didn't have a keeper. Completely forgetting and uh, well, he didn't play the week before and uh, playing this emergency loan keeper. So uh, that's that's probably how I lost top spot in in one of my mini leagues, uh, and also dropped out of the top fifty. Uh, but yeah, really enjoyed it. Learned a lot about Scottish football, um, and that that was kind of like my idea of starting like playing the game as well. I just wanted a league that I could watch uh, that. Yeah, that I'm interested in and just learn more about a different league that I don't normally watch. Uh, so the game came in handy. Uh, I've tried this before. I'm trying it currently with like the Norwegian game, but just it just doesn't stick really. You know, it's like it's, because it's like most of it isn't in English. And obviously with the Scottish game, most of it being in English really helps me uh, as well. Getting a grasp on, uh, on things. And yeah, can't, can't wait to do it again next season. Before I come to Tom, uh, I'm also finding it hard to stick with elite seeing. No offence, Hesigo, I'm trying. No, I'm looking at it once a week, but I, I find it's I'm finding it really hard to to stick with it. I think as well this year with the Euros on, you're jumping from one to the next, and you don't need to worry about having another league in the background. I'm still going to think about it every so often, but I, I don't think I'm, a, I'm going to be anywhere near uh, playing it week on week out. So, Tom, what have you learned from the season? Um, based on the season we've had and. As long as they don't make too many drastic changes for next season, I think it's probably defence is the position to invest in. Um, just based on what we've seen from Tav, we've seen from Barisic, Goldson, and even other players like Guthrie, Christopher Ayer, um, other fairly decent defenders. Um, and also even consider captain and vice-captain defenders as well. Uh, if we just kind of look at the scoring system, you get two appearance points. Um, and five points for a clean sheet, which usually would give seven points total. And then with like players like Tav Barisic, they've obviously got the attacking potential there as well. Whereas a striker, he gets his two appearance points, one goal is four points, so a total of six. So they've got to do a fair bit of work in order to get those big scores. So I think if it stays the same, defence is where it's at for me. And that's where I'll plug most of my money into the start of next season. OK, so just on that, right... Obviously now Hamilton are down. So I just want to come on to like Hamilton. Hamilton created a few decent assets. Do you see a few Hamilton players turning back up next year? Because I believe there's McMahon, Tom, who you'd suggested a couple of weeks before it came good. Has already been linked with Hibs and Aberdeen. Yeah, um, probably him. Maybe a Dolphin and... Callahan. And Callahan. Perhaps Callahan. Callahan has be been linked. Linked with Hearts, and a lot of Hearts fans are unhappy with that. I just I don't know if, if it's just does he stand out in a small team because he's like a talisman or will he disappear into the get into the, in the middle of the squad? You won't know so much if he's in a team like Hearts, but they're saying that Hearts are coming up, so they're going to have to try to 
first thing first to survive. It's not like they're a big team, they're going to say, oh, we want to finish like top six. Not, but I think the first thing you need to do when you come up is actually cement your position in the league. What about you, to Igor? Did you see any more Hamilton assets in the league? Just the three obviously stand out like a sore thumb. The one that I really think and that really stands out, I think, is Callahan. It's just he's too good for Hamilton. And well, if he's linked with Hearts, I, I could see that. If they're not really happy about it, it could be because he comes from from Hamilton and they're just just like a blanket statement of not wanting think, any Hamilton players. I think Hearts released him originally. I think that's where he came from. Hearts. See, okay. Um, who else? I think McMahon and O'Dolphin, Callahan. That's that's them three that I could see as well. Right, so continue on from that. Then we've also the seasons it's, it's changed. Teams have been struggling to place managers and vice versa. Is there any teams right now before obviously Arnold's been watching the summer who you think I like look at them the way the season finished and I would get some assets from them next year. As it stands, there also a lot of stuff. I'll go for first. For me, example, I think Motherwell. I think Graham Alexander's done a nice job. He's got another window coming, and I think Motherwell before this season were sitting third, fourth, quite a few seasons in the trot. Decent makers a squad there, and I think I will be looking. If the things stay the same, they don't sell too many of their assets, and they keep what they've had to call O'Donnell at the back, I think Motherwell will be a team to target next year. But I'll come to you first, Tom. Um, I Motherwell's a decent shelter. I think if the if they strengthen during the summer, if they get in some key players, and I think that'll be a good one, uh, a good team to, to target. Hearts as well, I think they'll probably I think they'll probably splash a bit of money. Um, and Kyle Laffer, he's probably top on my list. If Kilmanic stay up, and I think they've played Dundee tonight, mm-hmm. so I, th- I think I think they'll probably steamroll Dundee, stay up, and. Kyle Laffey, he's keen to remain in Scotland. Uh, Tommy Wright's already mentioned that as well, that he's going to be staying for next season. Um, so I reckon he could probably build something there as well. So Kilmanic's a, an interesting team for next season too. To check. Also St. Johnson with mm. Davison now getting things in action. I mean, this came in as a new manager. The team, I believe we talked about before, the XG wasn't matching up with the performance-wise. Then it's clicked eventually, and it probably finished the second half of the season strong as anyone. And if he can build on that next year again, then St. John's will let you look at. Kuna, what are your thoughts? I like the Motherwell shout, although they, they've lost a few players, I think, already. I think Campbell, he's leaving as well uh, mm-hmm. on free. Lost someone in defence as well. Uh, Aberdeen, they've just signed... Jet, if, if he's going to be their number nine, I think I think you've seen glimpses what he can do at Livy with better players around him. You you might see even more. This talks of uh, Ferguson, who's handed in a transfer request. If they do get the money that they want for him, there'll be money there to to reinforce the squad, which yeah probably is quite important for Aberdeen. I've seen rumors of like Boyle, Martin Boyle being being talked about. Uh, another hips player midfielder it was Jackson Irvin I think yeah, that could just be yeah it could just be all, all paper talk just before the final you know trying trying unsettling the, the hip squat a little bit I've seen something else with Josh Josh Doig uh, being talked about going to Watford so it depends really if hips can can keep this core of players Nisbet as well can keep this core of players together uh, but yeah but Aberdeen if they do sell Ferguson and recruit recruit well with the money they might make um I could see them doing well as well next season. So that was my next question about teams maybe looking to avoid. And you said Aberdeen maybe. And I, I think Aberdeen's a bigger job there than first thought. And the fact that 
McInnes had them kind of solid at the back, and Evan looked up good at the backs and saying, and the three players I've signed are, are older players. I know there's a lot of time to go, but Aberdeen, I don't know, it could be all sugar or all shite, as the saying goes. With Aberdeen next year, if they wait and see how they recruits wise, and if players and if they believe, if they buy an easy way, he wants to play football and his philosophy, and then we'll see. Hibs, yeah, they said Gunnar, I think I mean, you mentioned all the players they could lose. I mean, if they lose three or four of the key players, they're basically starting over again. They could, and they're going to have to start mm. and rebuild again. And it's again, you have to suck it and see and wait how, how these squads develop over the space of summer. So, what about you, this team Gunnar? Who would you avoid by just by looking at what you see so far? Mm, that's tough because I'm, I'm not sure if I would like avoid a whole team, you know, even like. You know, uh, Ross County, they were struggling the last couple of weeks, but there were, even there was players in there, Jordan White, who could have picked up you a couple, a couple of points. Um, so I don't want to just like blanket statement, take out any any other teams, you know, who, who might us provide us with points. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot think of anyone really. Hey, what are you still sitting on that fence? Tom, what about you? Any teams you'd avoid as it stands right now? Um, I think probably Aberdeen and Hibs. I think Hibs are going to struggle to keep a hold of their, their key players. Nisbet's already through, spat the dummy. Uh, he's probably on his way out. Um, Boyle, I think, will go. Jackson Irvin, he's attracted a lot of attention. Even young Doig at the back, I mean, he could potentially go as well. And um, Marciano's all, all, already said that he doesn't want to stay next season. So um, if all those players disappear, then there's a big job. Uh, to be done in terms of rebuilding it. Aberdeen, we've seen them this season. They've struggled to score goals. I don't think Jets the Messiah. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's going to go up there and start breaking eggs with a stick. I think. Um, I think. They, I think they're going to have to invest a bit more and get some young blood in there as well. Okay. And final bit before we move on. Got in your head. You know who's leaving the clubs. You know who's not leaving clubs. Three players you'd have in straight away right now on your your kind of draft team next year, Tom. First one's uh, Tav, second Barisic, third Laffey. Gunnar, same question to you. I'm going to go Barisic, Tavernier, and whoever's up front for Celtic next season. And I will go Golson, Tav, because I think Barisic need go, and Turnbull from Celtic. This year, I think. But Lafayette's a good shout if they stay up as well because Talismanic gets things done. Right, predictions for the Scottish game. Finished up this season. We've actually lost track of the English game, so I'll have this... I'll talk about it next week. Actually, I will get used to do because there's a score for that far back, but I think I can't be caught with that one either. Going this game week, it was 53. Peter, Tom was 33. Gunnar was 54. I think we discussed that in the last few games. And Hib Celtic, none of us got it because we all thought Celtic would win. Hamilton Kilmarnock, we all got a point each for the Kilmarnock one. But Peter, the miss, I mean, I just, I don't know how I've done it. Popped out of thin air. He said it was daft. 4 0 Rangers, gets me the three points, and I beat Gunnar by one point in the last day of the season. Oofed. So you might be hoarding at the fantasy football, Gunnar, but you're not hoarding at predicting. <laughs> Told you I took my eye off the ball, you know. Mm-hmm. All season that was as well. Okay, <laughs> FPL chat will be mostly next week. But Tom, over to you for some SPL chat. 
thoughts and then your FPL quiz, I believe. Yep. Um, so the questions this week are obviously the final game week is upon us. And typically, sometimes if you want to gain a bit of ground, you're going to get a bit punty. So I want your final punch for game week 38. I'll go to you first, Gunnar. Right. So as I've said, I've dropped in my mini leagues, dropped in the German league out of the top three as well. So I have I have one week now to make up a bit of ground. So I need to punt on someone. Uh, the players on my, my watch list at the minute, Aguero, it's his last Premier League game. So he, he's got like an outside chance there that I might just punt on him. Uh, Ferran Torres, who was hooked after the red card in the City game. So I kind of believe he's, he's owed a start. He himself will, will think he, he's playing himself into contention for the Champions League final as well. Scored a hat-trick recently. Um, that's my City midfield punt there. Mane, I think, as well. He's do, do a couple of goals, I think. I know Salah is going for the golden boot, but we've seen it more often than not that, that Mane can just as, is just as likely to pop up with goals there as well. So I'm considering the double up in midfield or uh, the double up in defence and bring Robbo in alongside... Uh, Trent, who I already have. And then in my case, I probably... So I've looked at my team for Game Week 38 already. I reckon most people will captain Salah at home in front of the fans uh, against Crystal Palace. That's not going to do me any good if everyone around me captains Salah as well. So I might as well just punt. And I have here in my notes, I have Dallas captain. I don't know if I'm actually going to go through with it, but <laughs> but someone someone I like as well is Ian Nacho. I think uh, Leicester are playing Spurs, if I'm right. And I just gave a, I think it's gave a high scoring game. I think it's gave a bill to the game this weekend. That's yeah, I think I, I, I think that as well. And just defensively, Spurs look a bit shaky. And I have a feeling Ian Nacho he could he could get something against that defense. I just took him out last last week as well. I brought <laughs> Calvert Lewin in, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, really end of the season, the last three weeks. Uh, well, I'll, I'll learn from it, come back stronger next season. But yeah, Nacho, my, my punt. You, Peter? Right, I'm thinking of a different aspect of, so I'm money league orientated, as you can see every week for the last couple of weeks. I'm 39 points clear now. He's, he grabbed back seven points on me, but I gave me a go. I looked at the squads, we've got seven players identical. He's got Gundogan flagged. I've got nobody flagged. So... I'm thinking Manny for the same reason as now it was Greenwood or, or Son I was going to take up to Manny and I'm more pushing towards leaving Greenwood in the team to Man United and take Son out but then I just said to myself a minute ago I think I'm a harsh going game I'll, I'll, just, I'll debate on it I don't think it's going to change much because he hasn't got any of the two he's got Greenwood he hasn't got Son but I think he's going to Manny in because I don't think if he's going to come if he's going to try to do something different to catch me, I don't listen to this podcast by the way. He knows everybody's going to captain Salah, and I'm going to captain Salah for that very for that very reason. So he's going to have to bring something in. And to me, the standout would be Manny. Hmm. So if I bring Manny in, he's only going to get double the points if I've already got him. So it's not much an in- impact. He's you know, he could he could see Kane having it Kane. Kane could go daft and catch up. I just I think Liverpool at home, last game of the season, golden boot, Champions League, got to win. I think I'll be playing. I think I'll be going for him. The other option would mean maybe go for for me for Mino. Mm-hmm. But I'm not chasing. I mean, I'm, I my rank isn't going to go up that much in the league. I'm just trying to keep ahead in the money league. 
So I think probably best bet me for Fermanagh. I did think of Robertson as well. Any actual I've still got, I'm going to play him because I think any actual is going to play in this game. Leicester's going to have to go for it and hope something happens at Liverpool. So my thoughts right now is, is Manny in. Liverpool triple up for the last game of the season. And, but I'll be captain in Salah. I'm not going to the Manny. Sticking to the tried and tested down the majority. Very good. Very safe, boys. Very safe. Um, I had a wee look and I came up with three guys and then I found out they're all, they're all injury doubts. So Willock was one. And I bought him in last week. I think he got I think he got 11 points, gold, three points. Yeah, yeah. You don't Bye. think, Tom. You know we got it. You know we got it. <laughs> um, so, so he's my shout for people that are considering. But again, he came off injured, so he might be an injury doubt for this weekend. Uh, Shea Adams, he's top for big chances total among strikers with five. Again, possible injury doubt. And the other one was Havertz, and he's top for big chances total amongst midfielders with seven. And this is over the last four games. Um, again, another injury doubt there as well. So I just I just decided to look at form. Firmino is probably my number one choice because he's a guaranteed starter with Yota being out. The Liverpool have still got something to play for and his ownership is only 4.6%. He's had three goals and one assist in his last four games and he didn't start one of those games. He only played 11 minutes in one of the game weeks. Um, number two is Pepe at Arsenal. Three goals in his last two games. And the other one was Chris Wood against Sheffield United because he's had some decent recent form. See, if I was chasing Tom, the Firmino one it sounds to me more, I like that. But because I'm sitting top, I don't want to give the chance of Manny, I think it's got more ceiling mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Firmino. Whereas if maybe that guy's setting will go Firmino and go different, just try because maybe he's thinking he'll go Manny. Now, if you try to set and guess what other person's going to do in your league, but we're very too similar. I, I, I think it would take some amount of luck for him to catch for nine points in one week. We've got seven of the same players in the squad. Personally, anyway. Um, what, what, what I was going to ask as well, I never submitted this earlier, but what do you think the Man United lineup's going to be like? Do you think they're going to rotate quite a lot with the Europa League final? Do you think it's time to punt Fernandez? What, what do you guys think, Peter? So- before we came on the pod, I had a scroll through my Twitter and I seen, I think, two or three tweets um, suggesting Greenwood might be benched and rested uh, for the Europa League finals. So be benched and rested in game week 38. I have him as well um, because, Peter, you were you were not sure who to upgrade there. But uh, I, I took Bruno out because like, last week for Son didn't work, but... I did it because I think he might not start this last game. Just being rested for the for the final, uh, and that was my thinking behind it. I already did it, so I, I still believe that to be the case. What do you think, Peter? See, I was following back a little bit. Greenwood was pretty poor in that last game. The game we had to play for the week, the drew at home film, and I mean he had a couple of good chances and he made a. I mess with him and I'm like, right, you can make it took off early. Not early enough, still get your points. Bruno's played something of football this year, and like Gunnar says, if it's for the cup final, setting secure, the kind of else, I think if I was old, I'd be, I would be resting Fernandez. I think he's going to play his most experienced team in the final, surely not. I mean, I think Greenwood, I don't Greenwood will start the final, I think Greenwood will on the bench, I think he'll start, I think he'll start the most experienced players for the final, just to get, obviously, for the final and Greenwood an impact player. That's how I, I'm thinking Greenwood out the team. So I, I think I can 
it doesn't really matter who I do. Then I don't want to get any Lingard stalls, potentially Europe. He when they stay. I'm not getting any Salah. Who's my who's my midfielder? Who am I missing out? Why we all got the same? I'm missing out my player two minutes. I check. It's my head in. You know, you five midfielders across it. And Rafinha at home against West Brom. Mm. There's no chance he's getting dropped because I think he's ready to go daft. I think manual rest players. It's whether how much the rest rotate. When is it? Is the final the Thursday after the Sunday? I think so. It's either the Wednesday or the Thursday. So, it's, to me, I think there's more chance Bruno being rested because he's had some of the football played. Uh, who else, I think? Cavani may be rested. Then who plays? Who plays if Cavani, if Cavani doesn't play? Is it, is it Greenwood? I think it's Greenwood. Sometimes yeah. Greenwood, sometimes Rashford. So, uh, it's kind of a bit of like Pep Roulette type stuff. I think Bruno's mm. probably going to be rested. The other one is a case of you could give him a half each or something. You don't know. So, that's my thoughts on that. Tough one. They've secured second place, so I, th- I think there might be a bit more rotation than what we think. But it's a fine line because you don't play the players and then the manager gets accused of the players are rushed, they're rusty because they've not, they've not played the last game. And if you do play them and they get injured and they're knackered for the, the final, then you get abuse for that as well. So it's a tricky one. Um, the next question is then, a wee while back we spoke about what our goals were for the season. We're almost at the end of the season now. Have your goals changed much this all, Peter? I think when you asked me this, I was in 90k, I believe. And I said, I didn't see the top 100. I'm sitting at 73. Do you know, I missed out in keeping my score by one point. You get the safety score on FA Live. One point, mm. they kept me in the same rank. Dropped 7k with one point. So, Murray League's my main priority. We've got to end the season, so that's my priority. And if... I do decent I've still got a chance to get in the top 50. I think I'm 18 points behind. I think it's very unlikely. Regardless, I'm kind of happy where I'm going to be. My highest finishing overall score ever. Two in a row for the money league. And easily if the 100 k I'm happy with that. What were you gonna? I think when we spoke about it, I was around 1.6, 1.7k. Uh, I said top 500. I'm now around the 650th overall. So top 500 is still uh, the goal for this last game week. Sounds good to me. Well, I asked you guys this question and then I actually did my research and I found out my current overall rank is 32,506. And I look back over the years and my best overall rank is 32,469. So my goal for the end of the season is to beat my best rank. And hopefully I can do that. Don't that, Tom, it was quite a, a late rush because you were kind of huddling about mm-hmm. far off for a bit. Then you're a couple of good weeks, then your free hit worked out for you. Mm-hmm. And it's been all great since then, I think. Yep. You said you've been unlucky, unlucky all year. 30, 30, 32 kilo are always unlucky. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was the last dash. So are you boys ready for the quiz then? Bring it. We've done your done your homework. <laughs> no, I don't questions. <laughs> <laughs> so question number one then. Scottish people love a bargain, so this will be an easy one for to start us off. I want to know the player who has been the best value this season, obviously to date, because the season hasn't finished. So we're looking at points per million. Which player has been the best value? Are we writing this down and doing answers at the end? Or are we doing it out one at a time? What are we doing? We'll do it one at a time. 
What do you is think, Pian? Yeah, then that guy's going on a piece of that agree with Peter. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if this is... <laughs> well, we'll go back and forth. <laughs> right. I, I think... Right. So it's an FPL best value, the best points per, per million. Yep. Dallas leads. Good night. I'm going with Bamford. Nope. It's actually Martinez. Of course. 33.3 points per million. Goalkeeper. Um, it's, fu- it's funny that you mentioned Leeds, though, because the second value player is actually Meslier, the Leeds goalkeeper, 32.1. The best value defender was Dallas. The best value midfielder was Harrison. I knew they had that. The best this. value striker was Bamford. So you weren't too far off. I love Leeds boys. They're, they're being my team next year. I love them because I think if he bails stays, get them in. They're going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> So the next question then is in relation to the Budweiser's King of the Game Week. Now you may have noticed there's a weekly dream team in FPL and throughout the season up to this point, four defenders have had the joint, the, the joint most appearances with four. I want to know those four defenders, Gunnar. Are we going back and forth? One uh, at a time then. One each, yeah. We'll go one at a time. Okay, I'll go Dallas first. Yes. Diaz? No. Trent? Yes. Cresswell? No. Mm. Ooh, uh, Cancelo? No. Stones? No. None of the city boys. Hmm. So it's just the way it works is obviously Ooh. I've got to bang that week and been the top t- that, that week they're in, so it kind of right, okay. Yeah. Right, okay. We're looking at guys that have got big scores, not necessarily consistent week on week out, just big scores. Okay. What about Robertson? No. Hmm. Nat Phillips? No. No, he ordered it once, didn't he? That's me top peak. We've still got two to get. Have we got three to get? Two to get. You've got Dallas and you've got Trent. Two more. I didn't get that. (laughs) (laughs) So you're up now. (laughs) Is it my guess? Yeah, you go. I'm going to look at my team if I got. Right. Kufal? Nope. Think back to the start of the season. There was a particular defender that was, was doing well and he's pretty much unheard of now. That's too long ago, Tom. To start the season. Right, give us a clue then, Tom, because I think we're going to be well off. I owned him at the start of the season. That's of course you did, Tom. Donk. <laughs> no. Uh... Nah, you need to help us. His first name's Kurt. Kurt? Kurt. Zuma. Yes. Here All we right. go. Ash, ah. good at the start, There you go. And the final one, uh, the clue is he's Belgian. Who's first here? Oh, you, you almost said it there, Peter. Yeah, you almost said you it. Go for it, go on. He's Stagney? Yep. I've got one on the board, well done, Peter. <laughs> okay. Next question. 
Harry Kane had one of the biggest price rises this season with an increase of 1.3 million to his price tag. But I want to know who had the biggest drop. Ooh. Peter, you can right, go so first. Let's get with somebody who's been... See, I've got a fair thing here. It won't be Van Dyke. If everybody knew he was injured, he'd not put him in the team, maybe. And then that was... Yeah, it, did, did Van Dyke start the season? Girl? You'll know. Did he start the season? He, he did, yeah. yeah he did, Van yeah. Dyke. Nope. Kevin De Bruyne. Nope. B- biggest drop. Biggest drop. Uh, the drop was zero point eight million. Obama. Yeah. So like you say, Peter, it must have been someone who was in a lot of people's teams. Mm-hmm. It's then just falling off, or injured, or mm. falling off. Calvert Lewin was quite, quite highly owned. He's all been throttled off at seven million mark, isn't he? But he's not really went zero point eight. That's a lot. That's a big. That's drop. eight price drops, isn't it? Roughly. Can you tell us what position it is, Tom? Was that too much? Yeah. He's a midfielder. He tells who plays with them. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an all not getting that? No. No. Stay on face. Uh-uh. I'll give you a clue. He's been decent form recently, so he's been playing recently. Gareth Bale? Nah. He'll keep them. Nah. Does he play for Arsenal? No. Nope. I have no idea. Then. One, no one idea. of his teammates was injured long term as well. Then he had the flu and then he was injured again. His manager doesn't live in a fantasy world. It's not Jack Gaelish, is it? His teammate. El Ghazi. All right, nah. Too tough. Never mind. An easier one for you boys then. Fail <laughs> FPL. <laughs> Out of the three relegated teams, which of their players has scored the most points to date? Who we got? Oh, that must be that'll be West Brom's Pereira. Correct. Well done. And then the final question: Harry Kane features in this question again. Harry Kane has the joint top most points per match with seven points per game. But who does he share this position with? Gunnar. Salah? No. Bruno? No. I'll give you a clue. It's points per match, average. So it's, a, it's an unusual one. So he's not played a lot of games, but... Uh, That's the clue. Bill. Nope. No. So he's not played a lot of games, but he's 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 done well when he's played games. Jesse Lingard. No. no You've been a bit generous with games. Off the bench and stuff like that. No, so he's only played a game or two or something, huh? Yeah. His one game went nuts. Who was that? Mm. Is that the boy for Sheffield United, is it? Come on, score the goal. He's debut. No? Nah. 
hasn't played a lot. Mm. He hasn't played a lot. Played one game. Is it the Man City goalkeeper? That's right, Scott Carson. Carson. <laughs> See not on Twitter. Well done. He's outscored seven people. There we go. Well done. And that's the end of the FPL quiz of the season. Good one. Um, it's just for fun. Well, you got Pereira. Nobody got El Ghazi. You got Scott Carson. Ah, let's call it a draw then. <laughs> call <it> a draw. <laughs> let's call it a draw. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm not having that. I'm not having that at all. You've already won the prediction. Yes. Right. Okay. I'll do my my quiz. My quiz is Scottish game related. And then we we'll go to girls, right? So, let me see any points for grabs here. There is 15 points up for grabs, right? So, heads or tails? Heads. Tails. Tails. Right, so, only two teams have stayed in the top four all-season league from game week one onwards. Top four. Can you name the two teams, Tom? Only two teams have stayed in the top four the full season. From the first result came in to week 38, they've stayed in the top four. So you've only got four teams to pick from, Tom, if you can look at it. <laughs> Rangers and Hibs. Who do you think, Gunnar? Rangers. Well, see, Celtic had... Games was pawned for COVID, so did Aberdeen, so Rangers and Hibs. Correct, Rangers and Hibs. That's like the way of thinking. That's a point each, that's two, two. Right, in the app, you have to go down through into the 20s to get to the first of the bottom six teams' high point scorers. Can you name the first three? So that is basically teams in the bottom six. Mm Mm-hmm. Their three players don't appear until 20th and the top players. I'm sure it's 20th to 26th they all appear in. So, Gunnar, your first guess because you were second guess that one. Can you name the three players who appear? So, the highest point scorers for the top six, yeah? Bottom six. Oh, bottom six, bottom six. Mm. Is one of them... You need to give me three, then I'll ask Tom McCanny. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I'm going to go... Mm. Guthrie, Seagrist, Burke. Tom, what's your three? Uh, Lafferty, Cole, and Seagrist. So Lafferty, Cole, and Seagrist. So they are Buck, McGrath, and Seagrist. So two, one, Gunnar. Right back to you, Tom. Can you name the three top point scorers who finished the game at 2.5 million or less? Finished the game. Some tough How many? Three players. The three top three players. Who finished the game at 2.5 million or less? Guthrie. Uh, Kelty. And. Oh, 
I'll give you a chance to change your hands if you want because they finished the game 2.5 million or less. Okay, I withdraw Guthrie. <laughs> um, Gunnar's got his thinking cap on, I can see it. <laughs> Henderson. And. St. Murn? Yeah, he, started, he, started, he scored a few at the end, did he not? He's okay. pretty cheap. Is that your thing? Uh, and. Devlin. Okay, Gunnar, I'll repeat the question. Can you name the three top point scorers who finished the game at 2.5 million or less? Hmm. Kilty, Spurlow, and I can't even remember who was who was valued two point five and less. Hmm. Hmm. Right, let's go Devlin as well then. Okay, these were all wrong. <laughs> I'll go through the top 10 if you want I'm top 9 with 9 here number 1 was Greg Taylor 2.5 116 points second was Mark Fraser from St Murm 2.2 million 106 points third was Robson Dun United 2.405 after that you've got Gordon from St Murm Devlin was fifth so he's not bad for that McCarthy St Johnson McCarthy St Murm McMahon Hamilton and Edwards Dun United that's your players it's because we had so much money to play with we didn't even consider prices so your closest, your closest was uh, Evelyn. Right, number four. Girls got a point lead so far. Top three goal scorers not named Tav in the game that aren't down as strikers. They aren't strikers. And I believe it's you first, Gunnar. They're not strikers in the game and they're not called Tav. Mm-hmm. I've looked at that in the app before we came on. <laughs> I've looked at all the stats section. I was like, oh, we're going to get some questions from there. That's a bad cheat, Gunnar. Come on, you guys. <laughs> but, but you put the caveat in there, so no strikers. So it doesn't really doesn't really help what I've looked at. Uh, right. So no strikers. Um, can you repeat the question, please, again? <laughs> can you name the top three goal scorers not named Tav in the app that doesn't play as a striker? Okay, I'm going to go Elionusi. Boyle. And... Aye, right, let's go Ferguson. Okay, Tom, same question to you. I've got the same. Moy, Ferguson, Boyle. He's got a point each for boiling. Other two was Ross Callahan and McGrath. Ten, ten goals each. Well, right, Tom, over you. He's going to still got a one, one lead. There was four hat-tricks this season. Can you name the four players, Tom? Four hat-tricks this season. Uh, Moy, Lafferty, Nisbet 
and did Tav not get a hat trick? Tav, I'll say Tav. That's a four. Girl, you're nodding the shaking head. Is this one of your questions? It was one of my questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Edward. Right, that was, oh, that was it. Four him. Lafferty, and Edward was the first game of the season. That's it. He's four got him. So Gunnar won the quiz by two points. Get in. I, I've got a quiz as well. The four questions now. Four questions now. <laughs> uh, well, I've got a backup question, but it's not very good. I wish you went first, because I'd have been smart and went out and ringed all these hat-trick guys. <laughs> right, so my first question, I got a bit of help from the game itself. I messaged them earlier on. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a question. You give me an estimate of what you think, and whoever's closer like, wins the question, yeah? So what was the highest ownership for a player at any one point in the season? Bonus points if you, if you name the player as well. First, uh, Peter Edward 85% first game of the season. And Tom Tav 74%. Right, so we get a point each. It was Arts and Edward with 72%. There we go. It was game week two, so after his hat trick, how's that a point each? Well, you got Odson and uh, Tom. Tom is the closer percentage. Best huh? percentage is for Tav, not for Edward. But all right, on you go. <laughs> it was game week two as well. So after his hat trick, a load of people went and, and got him in. See, I was thinking different. I thought it was going to be if the, all the people were casual playing with the pick, they only Edward and picked him. That's my thing. Right. Uh, question two Who has won the most penalties this season? Tom. As in a player or a team? Uh, as a player. Boyle, he's always diving about the place. Uh-huh. And Peter? Won the most penalties. Nesbitt? Boyle wasn't a bad shout. He got he won three penalties, but it was Alfredo Morelos, four penalties that he's won. So we should do that. Operation Stop the 10. That's right. <laughs> Stop All the right. 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number three if Ross Millen and Michael O'Halloran are the answer what's the question Peter I think I know most red cards correct not bad uh, so we've had red cards so my, well, it's the last question then. Who has gotten the most yellow cards this season? And Tom goes first this time. Um, Morelos. And Peter? I think it's a Ross County player. Because they've got his team. Is it lack of No, but Ross County is right, yeah. Tom, do you want another guess? Uh, Gardine. Nope. Vickers? Yes. I was picking Ross County defenders that are dirty at us all. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Correct. So, uh, point each, two, three. Let's call it a draw as well. I'm pretty sure Peter won that. I'm getting I'm done pretty sure Peter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Peter won as well. <laughs> right, is that can't, have him win. can't have Peter win everything. I'm third. 
in the Scottish game. I'm third in the FPL. Give me something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I got these two guys on to guess new part of the squad, and I'm like the worst of the three. Is. I mean, I'm going to kick half my own podcast. <laughs> right, we're done. Yes, we're done. Right, we enjoyed this. You didn't mean you'd laugh. We're back. We're going to come back next week and we'll cover the FPL. How we going on in that? Uh, because it's not finished yet on Sunday. And we do plan to do Europods all through the summer. Maybe not as frequent as we're doing this weekly because holidays and stuff like that, but we'll get a previews done. I'm going to send you your homework shortly. How they want to work it out. Right up, right up your street. It's right up stat base. And to, you'll, you'll love it, trust me. Uh, so before <laughs> we go, we'll let you get your plugs in and I'll start with you, Tom. I am at FFS Scout. Nothing this week because the season's finished, but if you want, you can hit me up on Twitter. Good. Very similar to Tom. Nothing this week, but you can get in touch at Fitball Weekly Pod on Twitter. Soon to be changed. Soon to be changed, yeah. So again, guys, thanks so much for listening. We will be back next week. We're not finished yet. If you if you just listen for Scottish content, then pretty much yeah, we're done. We won't be back until I think mid-July for we can back on again. Otherwise, you like your fantasy football, you're going to stick with the Euros and FPL chat next week. Stick with us through the summer. And again, thanks for staying with us all year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing the game with us. And we'll see you again soon. Say goodbye, Gunnar. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.